This is Retail Retold, the story of how that store ended up in your neighborhood. I'm your host, Chris Ressa, and I invite you to join my conversation with some of the retail industry's biggest influencers. This podcast is brought to you by DLC Management. Welcome to Retail Retold, everyone. Today, I'm joined by Dana Telsey and Joe Feldman. Dana is the Chief Executive Officer and Chief Research Officer of the Telsey Group. And Joe is the Senior Managing Director. Welcome to the show, Dana and Joe. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Thanks for having us. So why don't you tell us a little bit about the Telsey Advisory Group and what you all do and uh, before we get kicked off. Dana. Awesome. Thank you. So Telsey Advisory Group started nearly 17 years ago. Myself, Joe Feldman, and our other partner, Tom Shin, founded the company. We came out of Bear Stearns, and there's three aspects to our business. We're all about consumer all the time. We have a research arm that follows public companies, private companies, in hard lines and soft lines, from apparel, department stores, grocery, consumer electronics, off-price and home. And overarching all of that is new economy with any way the consumer converts and spends, we want to be there. Second, we have a banking and consulting arm where we've been involved in numerous transactions in the consumer space of companies that are going public. We consult to private companies, public companies of all types, from retail real estate companies, it could be to steel companies, media companies, whether it's omni-channel, competitive analysis, branding. We basically share insights into how we see consumer companies be able to grow. And third leg of the business is asset management. We have the Telsey Consumer Fund, a long, short consumer hedge fund that's been around for seven years, got its first allocation from a state pension fund last year and has been been beating the averages. That's what we do. That's who we are. Joe, what did I miss? Well, I think just as a boutique uh, investment bank that's really focused on the consumer, and if you drill down even really more on retail, then I do believe that we're at the crossroads of where a lot of retail is happening. Meaning, you know, we're dealing with the company managements, we're dealing with real estate developers, we're dealing with um, executive recruiters and, and the, the labor side of things. So we really kind of can synthesize uh, the trends in retail, I think a lot quicker and faster than, than most others out there. Yeah, you guys are great. You're in the, you have, you have tentacles in so many different parts that touch retail that you know, you can synthesize that information probably better than most. So we are lucky to have you here today. Thank you so much. High level, what's on your mind today on retail? What's going on as we head into this holiday season? Or, yeah, I don't know, are we already in holiday season shopping? How how does it work anymore? Chris, what a week to choose from because, yes, we've been hearing everything this week. And exactly to your point, did holiday season really get started in October when Amazon began their second Prime Day, and then you had, whether it's Walmart, Target, Old Navy, all joined in the party. What are we thinking about today? Inventory levels are cleaner than we expected. Promotions are high and only get on getting higher. And what a difference a year makes, because last year at this time, you didn't have enough goods and they're all selling at full price. Now, we have too much and there's markdowns going on, and the consumers don't have the dollar and spending power this year that they had last year. So it's making for interesting times for the retailers. What do you think, Jeff? Yeah, I think the other big thing that we've learned in the past week or two is the timing of the holiday season. You know, while it did start very early, actually earlier than last year, 
early, it was beginning of October when things for holiday was really starting to kick off with Amazon's Prime Day and Target ran their deal days promotion and, and Best Buy and some others. And yet sales have slowed a lot in October and so far into November. So now the question that we're facing is, is that the retailer that or the consumer that's being slower? Or is it the just waiting for better deals come holiday season? We're not quite sure where we're at. It feels like holidays are still going to come. Gifts will still be bought. But even with all the promoting and all the discounting that's happening, people are still kind of waiting to buy closer to need right now, which is kind of an interesting dynamic that we didn't really expect to play out. Yeah. I, someone recently asked me is, uh, you know, Black Friday, Cyber Monday, Small Business Saturday, are like, are they obsolete and irrelevant anymore? And my my take of it is in normal times, take away 2021, which by most accounts wasn't a normal retailing year. I I think there's an emotional trigger that happens the day after Thanksgiving. Even in my family, like that's the day we go get our Christmas tree. And like, it starts the season. People are decorating. I think that emotional trigger will play a part into dollars spent. Do, do we have this catch up? I don't know. But it, it, the emotional trigger plays a part. I think you hit a good point, you know, with inflation, maybe people are buying more to need right now, where last year they could, they could have prepared and bought more things earlier. But I think the... Black Friday and that week is going to be a really interesting time to look because I do think it's an emotional trigger to start like thinking of holiday. Yeah, I, I agree, Chris. I think the other thing is one of the things that's different this year than whatever the past two years was, we didn't have anything where people could gather and celebrate together. I think one of the things we're seeing is that store sales are improving, digital sales are moderating, and I think that ability to capture the social aspect of it, people are looking forward to going to going out to see things. It's almost like an emotional trigger. Look at right after right after Labor Day, it's like back to school. It's the new year. People want events to commemorate. Memor experiences create memories, and we need to build our memory bank again. You know, and if I could add on to that, some of the the data providers that we do talk to are talking about Black Friday being a very big day this year. And that whole weekend really being a much more of a kickoff than it has been in the past couple of years. So to your point, Chris, I think that could very well be the case. Uh, and we're hoping it will be the case next uh, next week. Yeah. Okay. So that's a bit of a high level what's going on in retail. Uh, this segment's going to be the three things that people aren't talking about enough in retail. So let's jump right in. What's one thing people aren't talking about enough that they should be. The crime that's happening in the stores. I mean, we began to hear a little bit about it. I've been hearing about it for almost nine months now. It's accelerating, it costs money. You have to have customers and employees feel safe where they're working and where they're spending their dollars. And it's only becoming more aggravated in every category of retail. Yeah, Joe? Yeah, another thing I would add is the supply chain is actually better than people think, meaning we all keep hearing that the supply chain has improved and it's gotten better. And that's true. 
I think the flow of inventory is much closer to pre-pandemic levels than some of the companies want to let on based off of the data that we see that's out there and you know, come, ships coming into the ports and the flow of the product. Uh, and you know, there's this expectation that, well, it takes time to cycle through the current inventory to get to bring in new inventory at lower freight rates to then have a lower, you know, better profitability down the road, which is expected to happen in the second half of next year, where we'll finally cycle through all this high level of inventory. And I'm just worried, what if that doesn't happen? What if freight rates either are, are just staying where they are, and so you don't really ever get back? Now, year over year, it will look a little bit better. But I do think that the flow of inventory is better than people want to admit right now, and that 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 benefit you get from the cycling of the inventory may not be quite as strong as as what I think a lot of investors may be hoping right now on Wall Street. Thank you, Joe. So, Dana, going back to the crime for a second, I think for a long time, from the investors and the analysts on Wall Street, they they have a reaction to earnings reports, whether it's maybe a reaction when margins expand or compress. They have a reaction when inventories are high and low. They have a reaction when, you know, sales go through the roof. This crime thing is is newer, especially at some of the numbers we're seeing. How are investors reacting to some of the reports around the crime? Um, All of a sudden, they're beginning to ask more about it. And really, it was when Target came out with that number this week, that all of a sudden people are looking at it. They want to know how much you're baking in for it going forward. What are your preventative measures are you taking? And how long has this been going on? They're first becoming aware of, aware of it. And it was this week that it became top of mind for them. Wow. Which is strange to me, by the way, because, you know, I think it was about three years ago, there was a quarter where Home Depot had missed on their gross margin because their shrinkage number was so much higher because of organized crime and theft. And that same quarter, Best Buy came out and said the same thing. And so I feel like this has been kind of going on, and yet the investor community has been ignoring it for some time. And to to your point, Dana, it does feel like people are much more engaged now when they heard that big number from from Target, uh, that it's 400 million year to date of theft that they've had to deal with. So we have um, the, the crime, we have what if the supply chain doesn't open? I'm going to throw one out and I'm going to put it pretty, pretty you guys that I'm thinking about, which is I think that at some point, the cost of a good online versus in the store is going to widen significantly. And the cost of a good in a store is going to be significantly less because it is so much more costly they're losing the money. They're losing money online. I think eventually it's going to go back to the consumer, and you're going to have this chasm of what I recently been talking about is like first class and coach. Today, if you want between you know coaches about or first class about two to five x more than than a uh, coach ticket, and if you want to get a coffee a cup of coffee delivered to your house today, it's about two to five times more than buying it in the store. I think that's going to widen. I don't know if that's five years, 10 years. You know, I don't know what automation plays into it. 
but it just feels like the price can't be the same forever or less online. What do you think of that? I think that makes a lot of sense. I think that makes a lot of sense that we're look, every retailer out there is trying to push the consumer to get to the store. And especially for digital orders, they're trying to push BOPIS or curbside or, or some way that you can at least get the customer to come pick up the good because of the cost to ship. And, and I think you're absolutely right that this issue is, is only going to worsen as it gets more and more expensive to continue to ship. Um, we, we're just, I've been speaking to a last mile um, consultant that we speak to that helps retailers manage their last mile costs. And I mean, if you hear the rates of increase, it's pretty steadily, 8%, 10%. It just goes up and up and surcharges. And it, it's really a lot of pressure for the retailers to be shipped. What do you think, Dana? And I think take a look at why all of a sudden the number of store closures, closures that some of the biggest national chains were expecting, they've all reduced that number of closures. And the reason why, you win by being closer to the consumer. So whether it's the Macy's of the world or others, None of them are closing as many stores as they would have thought because the functionality of the store is playing many more roles today. And it is much cheaper for them to have the customer come in the store and pick up the item and the attachment sale that comes with it rather than shipping for dis from a distribution center. I think and what the pandemic showed is the store is where it's at. And that's why you're seeing digital moderate too because consumers want that experience. It's not either or anymore, it's both but the ability to operate and be able to deliver margins, you need that physical store to be closer to the customer. Well, and we're, we've seen it actually with a lot of the digitally native brands have really struggled this past year as consumers started to use the store a lot more often and they didn't have as much of a physical presence to leverage. And almost every one of these digital native brands that we speak to are working aggressively to open stores because they need that that physical footprint to capture the customer it's much cheaper to market and to get people to come and buy goods at the store or pick them up at the store to your point chris okay and so that was my uh my curveball in there just i appreciate you guys playing the game and and, and uh that's something on my mind i'm like why is anyone talking about this uh <clears throat> what is what is the third one dana and joe uh what are people not talking about that we should be talking about I mean, some of it is the consumer slowdown could continue through the first half of 2023 with the pickup in the back half. And you see a bifurcation between sales and margins because the tailwinds of anniversarying, hopefully some of those supply chain expenses and as inventory levels get cleaner, it could help mask what could be some of the continued aggravation in sales lately. Got it. So what could be some of those things like if the slowdown is till mid 23, what could what what do we see that could be that could pick it back up? I think overall it's all about the product innovation that's driving demand. We whether it's I mean you look at new products, you look at what Hoka's done, you look at for example what Deckers has done with Uvs. Innovation rules the day, and the personalization from data that companies are getting in order to curate product, they can be more successful than in the past. Yeah, because even the companies that have been talking about a slowdown in their discretionary sales, it's already started, have talked about innovation, though even the categories or the items that have some innovation in them are actually still selling. 
So that's an encouraging thing. But I, I think Dana's absolutely right that this this slowdown, we're talking, this is, it's never one month, it's never one quarter, it usually lasts longer, and it's likely to carry into next year, especially with the consumers so focused on trying to stretch their dollars, and they're buying consumables at a much higher rate at this point to just get food on the table. We're going off, but now you guys are sparking a lot of questions for me. I, I'm curious, are, do you expect some cool product innovations to continue and some new products out, or are you... Are you hearing about some good stuff that's coming like 2023 and or beyond? Yes. Yeah. Hearing about different 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 things, whether it's coming in the luxury area, whether it's coming in apparel, I'm hearing about different th- different things out there, and I'm hearing about just the demand that can be driven. And you know who's really the ambassador for all this? The customer. Social media has made product trends go viral much quicker than they ever have in the past. And the acceptance from consumers because it's thought of as real is more so than in the past. That was great. Thank you guys. Last thing, how is holiday going to be this year? And however you want to take that, whether it's compared to 21 or what compared to last quarter, however you want to take it, whether it's compared to 19, three years trailing, all these things I've heard, your take, how is holiday sales going to be this year? I think overall holiday sales compared to two th- compared to last year or, the, or whichever year, I mean the increases that are shown to be out there, they're increases. But if you x out inflation, then our holiday sales really flat to downish. And the surprise would be if they is better demand. But overall, when you x out inflation, it's going to be flat to down. The level of demand and excitement for holiday, the surprise could be it's greater than expected that we kick off with a black Friday weekend. That's a wow. Got it. And Joe. Yeah. I mean, look, our official holiday forecast is around four to 5%. And to Dana's point, when you back out the inflation, you're likely to be flat to down a little bit. Um, and I, I, I think Dana's absolutely right. You know, with black Friday, if we can have a good start to that, weekend and a really strong weekend that would give us a lot more confidence in those numbers and as a comparison you know last year i think we were up high single digits in terms of growth the year before that had some growth so like you know this this year is looking to be less than the past couple of years in terms of the growth rates that we're expecting but um you know we are are thinking there still will be year growth well dana joe thank you so much for coming on today you were fantastic and Let's stay in touch as holiday sales start to come through. Awesome. Thank you for having us, Chris. Look forward to seeing you during the holidays and have a great Thanksgiving. Thank you. Happy holidays. You too. Thank you for listening to Retail Retold. If you want to share a story about a retail real estate deal that you were a part of on our show, please reach out to us at retailretold at dlcmgmt.com. This show highlights the stories behind the deals from all perspectives. So it doesn't matter if you are a retailer, broker, entrepreneur, architect, or an attorney. Also, don't forget to subscribe to Retail Retold so you don't miss out on next Thursday's episode.